0: Welcome to the Prepping Patriots Podcast. Oh, what's up, everybody? Guess what? Cameron is back. Yes, he is back. And in today's episode, I'm going to shut up and let him talk about whatever the heck he wants. I'm going to let him intro the episode and do his thing. So Cameron, take it away. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for listening to the Prepping Patriots Podcast. My name is Cameron Holt. And I'm the other half of the podcast <laughs> I finally made it um, But I do have to apologize It is October And it's the same time Every year that I start to come down With the sickness uh, So you may notice a raspy voice um, I apologize I've Nothing I could do about it It's just the raspy voice Ringing in the ears Seasonal stuff that I always deal with But um, Just want to let you know that I may have to stop and take a drink every once in a while. Uh, so just hang in there with me and it'll all be over soon. Um, but in the meantime, I want to give a huge shout out to JT. Uh, he Uh It's funny. We talked about this on Thursday of last week. And then I end up leaving for the weekend uh, to go on a trip to go visit family, which it was not Florida. <laughs> That's coming up in December here. I will be gone for a week. Uh, in Disney. Uh, But this week it was just to visit family. So, Um, but he was messaging me and, you know, trying to get logo and going over the summary and all that kind of stuff with me. And then bam, it's like three episodes that same day. And uh, it was great to listen to that on the way down uh, to visit family. So, Big shout out to him. Thank you for doing that. Um, absolutely crazy, amazing and rocking it. So there will be more episodes to come. We are trying to plan that up right now. We have meetings three times a week um, where, you know, before we were talking about our preps, what we're doing, that kind of stuff. It's slightly shifted. Uh, right now we're talking about what kind of content do we want to talk on these podcasts about? What? Um, what kind of systems do we use? Uh, what equipment are we using? That kind of stuff. So I assume it's only going to get better uh, over time here. And the goal, I think, is to start doing a daily recording Monday through Friday, um, early in the morning. So that should be coming. Um, but today's podcast is all going to be about me, um, my introduction, uh, how I got into prepping, etc, etc. So I guess we'll start it off with who am I? Um, as you know, like I said, my name is Cameron Holtz, and I am a technical product manager uh, in the IT consulting realm. Uh, I've been doing IT for a long time now, um, since 06 professionally, uh, but even before that. Um, and yeah, did IT helped us for, gosh, I think 10 years before rolling into e-commerce and I've been doing e-commerce ever since then. So, uh, just a normal blue collar job. I'm not homesteading or, you know, doomsday prepping all day long and that kind of stuff. It's just something that, and, and I'll talk about this as we get a little bit farther, uh, into the discussion, but you know, life kind of just transitioned to that. It's, it's, becomes more of a way of life. It's not just something that you do every once in a while and then you stop. Um, so yeah, uh, but I'll get into that. So next I want to talk about my family. Um, I have a gorgeous wife and two brilliant boys who I would say are my main driving factor for prepping. Um, there's something about becoming a husband or a father that really makes you think about life differently and makes you want to be ready to support them in every step of the way. So when I started getting into prepping, it was primarily because of them, because if I didn't have food on the table or I wasn't able to protect them, then to me, I'm not really being a father or a husband. So, um, yeah, it started, um, I would say, in probably 2019. And that was kind of a rough year. Uh, I got let go from my job of uh, just almost 10 years there. And it took me six months to get back on my feet. And during that time frame, it became really stressful. Uh, in the beginning, you're like, oh, great. You know, it's been 10 years. I finally get a long break <laughs> and got really excited about it. You know, I could do this whole stay home dad for a long time. Um, but then it started to wear on me a little bit. Uh, that stress of, you know, I was the primary money maker of the family and I wasn't able to provide for my family. So, you know, bills got harder to pay, more stress mounted. And uh, finally, I landed a job after about six months, thankfully, uh, because it was pretty difficult. Um, So like I said, that was beginning of 2019, right when COVID was ramping up. So I think that played into the whole not being able to find a job, um, made that pretty difficult. Uh, But finally landed a job, wasn't kind of at the pay I was used to or, or, uh, or was needing to continue to live the lifestyle that we wanted. So that kind of started us down the route of, okay, we need to focus on where our money's going. Um, making sure that all of our debt gets paid off, that we have food, uh, on the table at all times. And, and that's when I started buying, Just basic, you know, every time we went to the grocery store, buy a few more cans of whatever, if it was corn, green beans, um, more cans of chicken. And I would say at that time, you know, that's when things started getting a little crazy. Um, Shortages on toilet paper and paper towels, which always cracks me up that that ends up being the first thing that people think of when it comes to, oh no, there's going to be a shortage. What do I need to go get? Like food water shelter energy you know those are the primary things you need to survive and i i don't know i don't know if it's the you know TikTok or facebook or you know just culture has molded us to think differently but yeah toilet paper ended up being the first thing to go um but things did start to become a little sparse uh food was a little harder to get um Maybe not in all areas that you're thinking, but you go to the restaurants or you go to, you know, Starbucks or um, just stacking up on cans. I mean, it's you're finding more and more shortages. Um, Things weren't coming off the ships as quickly. So I started um, prepping some food uh, just to make sure that we were good from that aspect. Start prepping water, trying to do the basics. Uh, And then there was the election and Biden. Yeah. So enough said there. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I'd say after that, I probably started stocking a lot more and prepping a lot more, not just from the food aspect, but day-to-day lives. Um, gas started increasing exponentially. Uh, so making sure that we had that to be able to keep our cars full if we needed to you know, go on a trip or bug out somewhere or you know, get from here to there, I would hate to be in a scenario where I'm somewhere and I don't have any gas. And now my family and I have to walk somewhere. You know, what kind of security issues do you run into that uh, with that or safety issues? So, um, and then after that, I probably ran into the biggest moment in my life where it I don't know. It just woke me up. And that was a weather, you know, one of those crazy weather events. And you hear this a lot. I mean, JT talked about it when it comes to Michigan and the snow and the cold and staying warm. Uh, But you see these scenarios like Florida for Hurricane Ian and, you know, the massive destruction that that had on there and on everybody down there. You had Texas and the big snowstorm that happened there that almost took out their entire prior grid for a long time. Um, luckily they were within a few hours or maybe a day uh, where they were able to get that up before they had a ca- catastrophic issues. Um, but we had a similar situation when my family went to go visit our friends in Pennsylvania. Uh, we went up into a cabin in the middle of nowhere up in the mountains and um, yeah, there's no reception about an hour, hour and a half outside of that cabin. So We weren't going to get any kind of help if we needed any while we were there. But a tornado actually ripped through and it was a very crazy moment. Um, My boys and my wife and I, we woke up and it was just really warm in the cabin. Um, And there was no air conditioning. So we went to open up the windows and it was the most still feeling. There was no you know, airflow, there was nothing, nothing going on, but you could hear a lot of cracking and just really loud sounds. And then after about 30, maybe 60 seconds, all of a sudden the wind picked up to a huge gush that was just blowing through the window. And then all of a sudden you see these leaves just pouring down from the sky and then they started going sideways and you look up and the tornado, we could hear just the the destruction and the trees just snapping and bending over. And so I start yelling, you know, we need to get downstairs, go, go, go. Because this is a brand new place to us. We didn't know where to go. We didn't have a basement. Uh, so it's trying to find what's the safest location inside this place. Um, And as they were running downstairs, I actually saw their tornado uh, at the edge of the property probably – 30 feet from the window go up into the sky and finish ripping off the bark off the tree before it disappeared. That was a scary moment. Okay. Uh, but what was even scarier was the aftermath. Um, there's no power. There's no phones. Um, at this point, it's just downpouring outside it's cold. And we get downstairs And look at the destruction outside, just tons and tons of trees knocked over. And these were old, big trees blocking the road in and out uh, from this cabin. And when I asked my friend, is this the only way out? He was like, yep. (laughs) So we uh, put on, luckily I brought my, um, you know, waterproof boots and my jacket and that kind of stuff because I was starting to get prepared. Um, but I wasn't able to bring my big old bag of all my emergency preps. You know, I I did bring a backpack um, that I call my everyday carry bag. And luckily I had, you know, fire starter in there, um, lighters, a knife, knife sharpener, just like some basic stuff. And um, we went outside and we ended up walking the, the road for a few miles. And, there was probably at least 30 plus trees that were, you know, anywhere from three to six feet in diameter uh, blocking the road. And, you know, that caused some panic. It was okay. What are we going to do now? There's no heat. Luckily there's a fireplace. And so I went into emergency mode. I started gathering, wood which was wet at this point so we had to get some of the dry wood that was on the porch and started working on building a fire um i happen to have some emergency lights um so i handed those out to people and yeah it was just it was a really interesting trip um just it was supposed to be just a weekend of relaxing and <laughs> having a good time um i ended up having a great time i got to test all my things um I had just recently bought some new um, walkie-talkies that I got to test out and tested the the distance, so that worked out pretty nice. Um, But I wish I was more prepared. There was a lot of things I wanted to bring on that trip that I didn't. Um, At the time, we had just traded in our big, beautiful pilot, Honda Pilot, for a smaller Jeep because we thought, oh, you know, we don't need the space anymore. Our boys are getting older They don't take up as much space anymore. I was wrong. Um, And so we were just stuck using my uh, Prius for traveling all over the place, which was nice. It was great fuel efficiency, but there's no storage space anymore. And um, we really, really missed the storage space. So um, I would say that was probably our biggest eye opener when it comes to, or at least mine uh, for prepping. Definitely got my wife thinking a lot more about, what we need to have around the house what we need to be able to get prepared for those kind of scenarios i mean it's you kind of have to look at your um there's a there's a matrix out there and and i'll have to see what all capabilities i have when it comes to the podcast here um if i'm able to put links on the descriptions or maybe i will uh, i do have a we have a website uh, so maybe I'll work on getting links put up out there but there's a kind of weather environmental matrix um out there that's available that city city prepping put together that you basically put in what events happen in your in your area and that it kind of gives you a score based on like what you should be preparing for um And kind of helping you focus in on those preps. So obviously if you're living in um, California or the West Coast, you're going to have a lot more uh, earthquakes. You're going to have flooding. You're going to have wildfires. Um, They're having a lot of energy issues, gas issues, whatever the case may be over there. Um, You have that all over the nation, right? You've got Tornado Alley in the middle of of the nation, You've got hurricanes to the south. Um, You've got the cold to the north. Uh, So when it comes to these kind of events, definitely makes you think of what do I need to have on hand for if a situation like this happens? And for us, we realized what we really needed was tools. Uh, We didn't have a lot of the tools that we would need in that kind of scenario. Um, Energy. Or some kind of fuel source, um, so that began our preps on, you know, things like a a solar generator or, um, like axes, uh, or just tools to be able to cut down branches, uh, stuff like that. So, uh, but I do want to go over some of the things that JT talked about on the previous podcast, um, that I thought were really good. So, uh, he had brought up insurance. And I am so glad that he did because that has been something that just annoys the heck out of me that, I mean, we all do it as you get older, you, you get, um, death insurance, disability insurance, short-term, long-term, uh, you work on putting your wills together, which I mean, that's all form of prepping as well. If you think about it, you're preparing for what's going to happen to your family. If you pass away, or if you lose your Job, Or if you become disabled, you lose a leg, you know, whatever you're doing things for preparing. And a lot of people don't put those, you know, things together. But what we're also doing is we're investing in living insurance. And that's what I tell everybody is, you know, you put all this money and time and attention into making sure that your family's fine if you die. Yeah, that is a aspect to it, but I would prefer to live, you know, so what can I do to make sure I'm going to continue to be on this earth? So um, I, I was just really happy when he brought that up because living insurance is the way I always express it to everybody. Um, and then he started talking about different types of uh, YouTube channels on, you know, when you're looking into prepping, when you're first kind of trying to learn more about it, what direction to go. And he was pretty spot on. Uh, You got fear mongering and religion. Those are uh, probably the top two. But I mean, you deal with that outside of more than just YouTube, right? I mean, you've got that on news stations. You got it on social media. Um, It's just I think once you start looking at other options or other um, aspects, you'll see that there are a lot more out there. So uh, one thing that I tend to focus on is homesteading. And homesteading is a great in-between, that self-sufficient lifestyle. And, you know, it's what can you do to take care of your family, to make sure that, you know, if a lot of times when you're watching homesteading videos, they're talking about how they do gardening or how they um, do animal husbandry or how they get water to their house, you know, stuff like that. Those, I feel, are a lot more rewarding. There's a lot of knowledge transfer that goes into that. And so I would say that's probably where I focus a lot of my attention uh, when it comes to YouTube videos. Now, don't get me wrong. I do watch a lot of those um, other channels, and I'm happy to put together a list of of those channels that I follow as well. Um, a lot of them are the same that... JT actually listens to. And it's funny because one day when we actually found out that we're both kind of preppers, I uh, have the proper mindset. Uh, we really kicked things off and it was nice to finally find somebody that I could talk to. And, um, I'm sure my wife is very happy now because I don't bug her as much and talk to her about it. <laughs> so, um, it's just very cool. So, um, but it, A lot of those channels are nice because they provide a different aspect, right? There's some of these channels like City Prepping where they put a lot of time and attention and detail into their videos where they're telling you what to expect. And it's not from the fear-mongering perspective. It's from the you're going to be fearful when you get into that kind of situation. But when you want to figure out what to do now so that if a situation does happen, you know what to do. Um, I I can't imagine for like Hurricane Ian or you know any kind of event, weather event that takes place. A lot of these people, they know it's coming for days on end, and it's always the mindset or thought process of "Ah, oh, we'll be fine. We're just gonna stay here." Why would you want to risk putting yourself in that kind of scenario? I that's one thing I don't quite understand, but. Um, you know, I do feel bad for the people. So I know there are times where people can't leave their house or, um, they don't have the money or they're not physically able or financially they can't, you know, whatever the case may be. I I understand there's those scenarios out there, but I don't know. Um, you know, one of the other topics that was brought up was just, you know, not more than most people don't have more than three days worth of food. It's 100% true. Um, I'd say probably the average is a little bit higher now that, we've had other events take place like COVID and that kind of stuff. Um, I'd like to hope people have maybe a week's worth of food now, but nothing to write home to. I mean, there's it's, they're not going to be able to help their neighbor um, when they get into that kind of situation. So uh, one of the things that I started doing uh, when it comes to that kind of preparedness and, you know, trying to, I'm going to go a little bit off topic, but my biggest thing is making sure others are prepared. Um, I preach this a lot in my neighborhood and with my friends and family. I, I have no problem helping people um, when it comes to food, when it comes to resources, when it comes to helping them with whatever. I know when we had a big storm rip through here, you know, we had a lot of trees go down and they were either blocking streets or blocking driveways. I had my chainsaw out and ready, I had little handsaw, um and I was happy to help get things cleared up. If anybody were needing food, you know, I'd be happy to help with food, but that only works for a certain amount of time, right? There's there's only so much goodwill that can go around before you just don't have anything left. And so I'm I'm trying to make sure that our family members and our neighbors try to think outside the box a little bit more. And I I did this at work as well where Uh, JT and I actually started up a emergency preparedness group, a channel, and just tried sparking more thinking uh, amongst people. Um, You would be surprised the kind of things that you hear. Um, You know, we started talking about starting from the basics, you know, just looking at water. Um, Do you have any way of collecting water? A lot of people just rely on the water that comes out of their faucet. And that's good to a point, but if you lose power for a certain amount of time, there's no more pumps to pump that water into your home. So doing basic things like, hey, clog your sinks and start putting, you know, start filling up your sinks or bathtub with water. You can always filter it out after the fact, or get something like a rain barrel where you can start collecting that water and then boil it on the stove. Um, but then, Hey, you have no power. So how are you going to boil your water? Um, so it's been nice to be able to just get people to, to think outside the box. Um, I just looked at the time and I'm at almost 25 minutes. So uh, I don't want to take up too much more of the time. Let me try to wrap things up. Um, there's a lot that we're going to be talking on these channels about and I'm really excited about it. This is something I've been preaching for a while and I want to spread the word and get more people involved and give them more resources. Um, I think that's probably the biggest piece I'm going to bring to the table is as JT said, I am very organized. Um, <laughs> you'll hear some pretty crazy scenarios here coming up in the next few episodes. Um, cause we are already preparing what kind of discussions we want to have, um, some of those discussions being bringing our wives onto the, onto the podcast, getting their perspectives on it. I could tell you it's not going to be the same perspective as us, but, um, you know, it, seeing where their mindset is on a lot of these topics will be fun and interesting. Um, and I also want to get a lot of those resources to you for, you know, kind of your emergency plans. You know, a lot of people put together things like fire escape plans or tornado plans or whatever. We did that in school. I could tell you probably 99% of the houses in my area don't have any kind of plan. So if something were to happen like a flood or they lose power, it's kind of just, well, oh, shoot, what do I do now? And it's reactionary. um, But. I, I want to be proactive. I want to make sure I'm preparing my friends and family to be ready for that kind of scenario. So I'm really excited for what's to come. Uh, like I said, my apologies for the voice and the, the raspiness. Uh, it'll get better. but um yeah, we as a nation have become very spoiled <laughs> as JC said. Uh, I tell my boys that every day um, you know it's nice when you're cold and you want to warm up, you just change the thermostat you want to use the bathroom and flush the toilet, you can do that. I mean, we are living like Kings. If you look, think back to many, many years ago, um, and the kind of lifestyle and how it's changed since then. So, um, yeah. Thank you for listening to me today. Um, I'll keep this short and, um, looking forward to chatting either this weekend or first thing next week. So, um, One other thing uh, before I leave, you'll notice the logo and that kind of stuff. Um, The Prep and Patriot, that's a brand I started up uh, this year. And it's only going to be growing. So I know there's i – I've got a YouTube channel, Facebook, that kind of stuff. And so we'll get more content out there. We'll probably start doing some video recordings as well for these podcasts and get that out there. Um, But keep an eye out on those. Those will be growing, especially as we – Get more like homesteading videos or things that we're doing um, to build up our families and help build out our friends and families. Um, So, yeah, keep an eye out there and hopefully we can get some more details out to you all soon. So thank you very much for listening and I will chat with you later. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Preppin' Patriots podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so at contact at prepandpatriots.stream. And finally, this episode was sponsored by nobody.